According to King Alfred's biographer, Asser, the kings of Wessex would not allow their wives to be called queen, because of the stigma one particular tyrannical queen of Wessex had brought upon the royal. This wicked queen, a daughter of King Offa and Queen Kinnethrith of Mercia, was called Yadber. Asa tells us the story of her evil and debauched life. He writes that as soon as Yadber married King Beotric of Wessex, she began to behave as a tyrant like her father Offa. She used trickery to deprive her enemies of power, and when this didn't work, she poisoned them. Eventually, her scheme went wrong, and while she was poisoning a young friend of the king, Beotric himself accidentally took her poison. Both men died, and Yadber fled across the sea, taking the royal treasure with her. When she arrived at the court of Charlemagne, she offered him gifts. According to Asa, Charlemagne said to her, quote, Choose, Yadber, whom you wish between me and my son, who is standing with me on this throne. She foolishly replied without thinking, said, If the choice is left to me, I choose your son, as he is younger than you. Charlemagne smiled and replied to her, Had you chosen me, you would have had my son, but because you have chosen my son, you will have neither him nor me. End quote. Charlemagne gave her a convent in Francia, and she became an abbess. This only lasted a few years before she was caught engaging in public debauchery with an English man. Charlemagne ejected Yadber from the monastery, and she apparently fled again to Pavia in Italy, dying a poor and miserable beggar. Yadber was certainly a real queen, as she is mentioned in one other source. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle entry for 789 tells us that, quote, in this year, King Beatrix married Offa's daughter Yadber, end quote. If you are a seasoned Alfgif Who reader, you'll know that when a medieval writer tells us a sensational story about a woman's sin and debauchery, there's often a political motive behind it. Like in the case of Athelgifu and Alfgifu, the mother and daughter whose historical legacy became a sex scandal involving a menage a trois at a king's coronation, the condemnation of Yadber by Asa has a purpose which could have little to do with the actions of Yadber herself. So why tell this story at the beginning of Alfred's biography? Asa's immediate purpose was to explain why West Saxons did not customarily have queens, a custom that Asa himself says is detestable. He tells us that an exception was made for Judith, Alfred's stepmother. The low status of West Saxon royal women is corroborated in the surviving evidence. In the entry for the year of Judith's wedding and coronation in 856, the Frankish annals of Sambatan state that the consecration of queens was not customary for the West Saxon people. The wives of West Saxon kings in this period are also conspicuous by their absence in written material and charters. Alfred's own wife, Ealsworth, is not even mentioned by name in his biography, despite Asa disapproving of her low status. Asa needed to explain why West Saxon kings would have a policy that seemed, even in the eyes of a 9th century monk, regressive. Another clue as to Asa's purpose in telling this story is found in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. The entry for 839 reads, quote, In this year, King Edgbert died. Earlier, before Edgbert became king, 
King Offa of the Mercians and King Beatric of the West Saxons had driven him from England to France for three years. Beatric helped Offa because he had married his daughter, end quote. This annal reveals that Edgbert, Alfred's own grandfather, had been exiled in his youth by Beatric and Offa because of their alliance made over Eadbert. Alfred's grandfather was thus an enemy of the two men, and Alfred's family line had displaced the previous one after Beatric died. The story about Eadbert uses her to cast aspersions on the two men. It makes Beatric look weak and Offa look like a tyrant while condemning the very marriage alliance which caused both men to unite against Alfred's grandfather. It is difficult to surmise to what extent, if any, this story is based in historical truth. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle does record the death of an Ealdorman war alongside that of King Beatric, though it does not state how they died. Might Queen Eadbert have actually poisoned two men? While we can't be sure, it does seem as though there was a preoccupation with the idea of women using poison during Alfred's reign. Alfred's law codes include an Old English translation of a Latin biblical law that states, Thou shalt not permit poisoners, or magicians, to live. However, Alfred's own translation makes an adjustment, stating that it is specifically women who consort with magicians, not the magicians themselves, who should be killed. Perhaps the story of Eadbert inspired this law, or vice versa. While the historicity of Eadbert's wicked nature and debauchery is doubtful, it must be stressed that her journey and mobility in Asa's story are entirely feasible. A neighbouring ruler's court, a Frankish monastery, and a pilgrimage to Italy are all perfectly reasonable places where a displaced English queen might end up. Alfred's own sister, Queen Athelswith, went to Rome in exile, she died while on pilgrimage to Pavia and was buried there. The Liber Vitae, or Book of Life, of a convent in Brescia includes a list of names that demonstrates both English men and women visited there in the 850s, including a young Alfred. An early 9th century entry into the Liber Vitae of Reichenau has an entry for an English woman named Eadberg, abbess of a convent in Italy. A first read of Asa's story about Queen Eadbert presents us with a wicked and tyrannical murderer who lost the chance to marry Charlemagne or his son through bluntness, who couldn't keep chaste in her own convent, and who died poor and humiliated. A second consideration might lead us to the conclusion that poor Eadbert's historical reputation was used as collateral, as history was rewritten to favour the victors of a factional dispute. A third examination of the story might lead us to consider it as evidence that the real Eadbert, and widowed queens like her, had options for how they might live the rest of their lives, options that took them to illustrious royal courts, put them in positions of influence, and enabled them to travel thousands of miles 